0: What is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out the Pat Out of Hell podcast. Uh, I am your host, Patrick Christopher. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thanks you for uh, supporting all that good stuff. Uh, just a reminder, make sure you uh, like and subscribe uh, to the Spotify, you know, so you're notified anytime there's a new episode uh, dropping, uh, new Pat Out of Hell uh, so yeah, also go ahead and like, uh, the YouTube page. I know this is just an audio, uh, podcast, uh, but I do have, uh, the YouTube page, the Bible Code Core YouTube page, uh, on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, make sure you like and subscribe on there too. Keep up with what's going on. I got the Duterman homie bro over there, and then, uh, maybe some other comedy clips that we'll be posting up, uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah, man back at it dude so uh things have been rough since uh i did the headlining show at lol that i thought i feel as i remember uh that it went uh pretty well and ever since then oh man it's been rough on stage i've been having a hard time uh just i don't I don't get it man i don't know what's going on it, it's it's kind of weird it's very humbling uh, for, uh you know to say the least um You know, because, yeah, I mean, I could have let uh, the headlining show give me a big head type of thing, you know, put me on a different level, uh, boost my ego a little bit. But quickly, quickly after uh, the headlining set, I've been humbled with uh, different shows, various outcomes um, and just rough sets, man, like just not really connecting with the crowds and stuff. And uh I mean, again, I'm 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 pretty t- uh, pretty tough on myself. So how I see it, somebody else saying like, "No, nah, man, you know, that was fine. You know the the audience was weird. It was the audience. You know it was a long show. Blah blah blah. You know whatever." But uh, getting back into it, man, just getting back into it, finding my stride, and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens with that, man. You know, it's uh, it's uh, comedy is a roller coaster. How many years a roller coaster? You know, uh, it's good times, it's bad times. There's weird times. There's ups, downs. Y'all know what roller coasters are. Y'all have heard of roller coasters before, but uh, yeah, dude. Like my first show back, the first show that I was booked to do uh, after LOL uh, canceled. Uh, the venue forgot that there was supposed to be a show. I guess the audience forgot there was supposed to be a show and, uh, you know, the doors were locked and nobody showed up. And I was like, wow, that's a it's a big drop, um, you know, in ego going from like uh, a packed out room at the, the comedy club to uh, being locked out of a venue uh, because they forgot that there was a show happening, you know. Uh, that kind of stuff happens. And, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, and then recently I, re- I, uh, was involved in a competition, a comedy competition. Uh, not really a fan of comedy competitions, but I still, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know, play the game, get the name out there. Uh, so I was part of the, uh, Funniest in San Antonio, uh, competition. Uh, did not make it past, uh, The first round, you know, didn't make it to the finals. Uh, It is what it is. You know, I felt like I had a pretty good set. Um, It was a short set, four minutes. Short sets are harder to do, you know, because you have to get it quick. You have to get in quick. You got to make the connections fast. You know, you don't have time to dilly daddle, dilly daddle, dilly daddle. You don't have time to fiddle-faddle. So you got to get in. You got to get them. You got to get out. Um, so yeah, did it, did it okay. I I mean, I guess not good enough of a four minute set, but felt good, felt good about it, you know? Um, but yeah, man, the, the, the people that they, they passed on the people that they moved forward to the finals. Um, I mean, I didn't, I only saw, there was four shows. I was on the first one. I only saw the first one and, um, some of them made sense. You know the people that that got passed on from that show. Uh, I felt that there was other people that had strong sets uh, from the first show. Again, they were picking the best of all four shows. Like it's not like okay, there's going to be four from every show that goes on, moves on. Um, and I didn't see the other show, so I can't make an opinion about uh, any anybody else's performance and all that stuff. But. Uh, and then it's, a you know, audience votes types of things. And, uh, you know, if you get the numbers, you get to move on. And I guess uh, I didn't have the numbers or the judges didn't like me or politics and nepotism and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, but that's just part of the game, you know. It's all about who you know. Um, and that's, that's fine. There's nothing new. There's nothing new about that. That's just the way the cookie crumbles and uh yeah we'll we'll move on from that dude. We'll move on from that. Uh so didn't make it to the finals. Good luck to everybody in the finals. I I don't even know what's going to come up of this, you know. They didn't mention anything about like money or trophy or it's probably just bragging rights, you know. Winner of the funniest in San Antonio uh competition or whatever. Uh which is a good credit to have, you know. It's a nice little introduction to uh, your set before you go up and do whatever you get to do, you know. Uh, so yeah, I guess be on the lookout for that. Um, and then after that, I did a show called Big Bang. It's a Big Bang comedy show. Uh, it's a it's a military show. Well, not it's not a military show, but it's a show for like uh, where active duty and retired military people uh, c- could go for free. Enjoy a free show, uh, with the military ID, I believe, and uh, and uh, that that was a rough one for me, man. That was a rough one for me. I had to close out the show doing fifteen minutes uh, at the end of a very long show. There's about three, four, five, six. I was the seventh uh, comedian, eighth comedian, um, on the show. And, uh, again, I could just be making excuses and whatever that is. Uh, You know, it was a long show. There were so many comics. Um, You know, but that was rough, dude. Like, they just weren't with it. You know, they weren't digging me, dude. They They just weren't digging me. And what sucks about that is, like, once I get uncomfortable, once I feel like that the audience isn't vibing with me then i won't like I, I stick straight i stick strictly to the uh material you know i don't play around with riffs i don't try stuff out i don't take chances i was like man if i if i can't get them with the stuff that i know been working the stuff that uh you know i've tried out i've tested out i've done i've done it at mics i've done it at shows and it always does well let me just stick to that you know don't go off don't start riffing you know riff when they like you if they like you go ahead and riff with it you know because they might fuck with you a little bit more uh, because they like you they trust you they know that you know what you're doing you know uh but yeah, that show was not uh, not a show that I was going to riff uh, and get loose with it, and uh, it was tough, man. And I do this thing where, like, if I know that you don't like me, I'll 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 push even harder, you know. Cool, you don't like me, but I don't I don't I won't settle for indifference. Um, so let's uh, let's get down with it. You know, I'm going to make you feel something. If you ain't going to like me, that's fine, but you're going to leave hating me. And, uh, you know, because when it, when it comes to that, you know, yeah, obviously the first thing you want to do, you want to, uh, you know, please the audience. You know, they're, they came out and uh, they, they gave up their time and they're there to have a good time. Um, but... I can't help it. I can't help it. it once I feel like uh, like you're not my friend, <laughs> once I feel that you're not on my side, and uh, you wish I, you wish bad things on me, then I'm just like, all right, um, let's let's go down with this ship. You know, let's double down. Let's go harder. And you uh, may not like me, but by the end of the night, by the end of my set, you're you're definitely going to feel something. Uh, and if that's something's hate, then so be it. Here we are, you know, and uh and i I guess I could just get like that like as a like a defense mechanism and stuff like uh rather than I let that that uh that my set's not going well affect me, I'm just like, well, I'm gonna make it go even worse on purpose, you know. Because I always want to feel like I have a sense of control on something. You know, if I can't control us having a good time, well, then I can control us having a bad time. Does that make sense? It's 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 totally counterproductive because I don't want, uh, you know, my mission in life is not to have make enemies or not to, like, purposely have people hate me. But at the same time, I'm just like all right, man, you don't like me. I'm going to give you more more reasons to not like me. And uh, and sometimes, sometimes in doing that, I have turned an audience on my side. Does that make sense? Like I, I will go so hard to make them not like me that they'll start laughing and they'll start fucking with it. And it's just like, What? Like the whole reason why I'm doing this, why I'm, you know, becoming the asshole on stage is because this you made me feel this way. You made me feel like I had no other choice but to double down and to be the bad guy. And by being the bad guy, now you're going to start laughing with me. Now you're going to start like enjoying the show. Now you're going to start like giving me what I wanted in the beginning, which is Uh, laughs, and validation in a sense, and it's so weird, you know, uh, the way the mind works, the way people think, the way people act, uh, people are unpredictable. People are so unpredictable. And that's the fun part of it, you know, The, the, the mystery of, uh, I hope it all goes well, but if it doesn't, um, you know you're not you're not surprised you know and then uh the people that you thought hated you and that you tried to you you started giving them reasons to hate you and, and now they like you i'm just like dang dude um that's messed up but uh And it's a learning process, you know? You go back, you listen to the tapes, you watch tapes, and, like, you kind of figure it out. Like, oh, this is what happened. I think what really happened is, like, I I had a... uh, Because sometimes, I mean, I I mumble, I stutter. Uh, If I get too excited, you know, I'll start, like, stuttering. I I mispronounce words, misuse words, whatever. Um, I had a hardcore uh, stuttering fit at the beginning of my set. And I guess... Uh, I don't know. I mean it, it just it, it really fucked me up. It, it caught me off guard type of thing. Uh the recovery wasn't that well, you know. And it was uh it was pretty uh, pretty bad, you know. I started freaking out cuz I was like, man, I I started pretty hard and even though like my mouth is going to different things, my head is still like uh tripping about, you know, the the stuttering fit that I had in front of them. You know, and uh, it happens, dude. It happens. You know, I get, uh, I go on autopilot and I stop focusing on the things that I'm actually saying and then I'll just like get caught up in a stutter trap situation. And uh, it looks bad, you know. Uh, Nobody wants to watch somebody uh, lose their ability to say words in front of them it makes it awkward you know it's awkward for them they feel bad for you maybe or they uh i don't know what they feel i don't know what they feel um but that could have been the downfall of uh, that set and then it just doubled down and um survived that's always a key thing to remember you know uh whatever you're going through uh like they say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger um although that's cliche and that's hack and that's whatever that's stock um it does make sense it does apply you know i think the biggest fear people have the like a big fear of like uh uh like talking to people in public um, or being on stage or being on the mic, being amplified, uh, you know, um, people start panicking. Uh, Public speaking is like a real tough thing. Um, But once you realize that, yeah, it's tough, but it's not going to kill me, uh, you can't take the power away from it. You know, you're in control. And uh just hope for the best. You know. Uh the guys the, the Duterman homie bro fellas, uh we went to uh, Baytown. We drove to Baytown, which is going out towards uh Houston, uh Houston area, I guess just outside of Houston, Baytown. Uh this place called D's Irish Pub. And uh Cool place, man. The the owner was cool. Uh, the staff was so friendly. Uh, the people there, man. The people were the, were 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 really dope. You know, it was it was a bar show. They have like they had like two bars and then an outdoor area. And uh, we thought the the show was gonna be outdoors, uh, but thankfully they moved it to the um, the second room stage area, uh, the place where they usually have bands. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, we had we had fun. The show was kind of kind of rough. It was a bar show, you know, and uh, there was just one table in there that just didn't care uh, that there was a show going on, and they were just talking and all up in their own business and stuff. One guy was passed out. One guy was like legit sleeping, uh, you know, passed out. And uh, they were just talking and all this stuff. And they were were Mexicans. And I was just like, oh, so, uh, you know, how do you say you shut the fuck up in Spanish? And uh, finally, towards the end of my set, uh, they acknowledged that they understood English. Oh, so you do speak English. Y'all just don't comply. uh, Because I've been asking you to to shut up uh, this whole 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. And... uh, but besides that table, man, everybody else seems to have a good time. What's funny is, like, so they were on the right side of the stage. And so I was just, like, pretty much, like, facing the left side of the stage because those are the people that were actually, like, listening and and quiet and engaged and, uh you know, following along with me and stuff. And what was weird is that they're so far from this. Well, not so far from the stage, but, like, there's like a little dance floor area between the stage and the audience, you know. So although, and it was dark. It was really, the audience was, there was no lights on the audience at all, uh, which was, you know, normal. But, uh, you know, there's a kind of like a dance to it, you know, like I say something, you laugh. I say something, you laugh, you know. But they were so far away that like I felt like they like they were making like laughing body language uh you know body movements I guess but I just couldn't hear them from where I was and uh so i like if you can't hear the laughs you'd think oh man this is going so bad you know they hate me so much right now and uh but I mean when I got off stage like everybody was like oh man that was that was fun man. you were funny dude oh blah 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 and I was like, man, like, it's so weird how it's the after you get the validation, you know, like, because I was on stage and I thought like, man, like, nobody's, nobody gives a shit, dude. Like, why am I not, why is this not doing well, you know? Um, But no, everybody's like afterwards are like, man, that was funny and buying me drinks and all that stuff. And I was like. So you do like me, you just didn't, I just didn't know at that time that I needed to know that uh, that you were with it. But it is what it is. We hung out afterwards and we were just, you know, uh, drinking and hanging and getting to know each other and all that stuff. And, you know, everybody was really cool, man. The staff, the uh, the regulars there. What's funny is like right when I got off stage is when they asked that table to leave and they had to carry that guy, the guy that was asleep. uh, They had to carry that guy. And later on, I I apologized to the owner. I was like, man, I I hope like I didn't piss off like any regulars. I hope I didn't like, you know, give you a bit. And he's like, no, they're they're regulars. They're here like every day. Uh, But fuck them. They were being mean or they were being rude. And I was like, well, I'm glad you're on my side with this, you know. Uh, cause I know this is your business and I know like, you know, uh, they're your customers, they're paying customers, so you don't want to offend any paying customers, but you, you agreed that they were fucking being a fucking assholes and he's like, no, nah, they were being fucking assholes for sure. And, uh, Gary, like shout out to Gary, the, 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 one of the owners, him and his wife, I guess, are the owners of the D's, uh, Irish pub in Baytown yeah check it out man it's a it's a it's cool cool spot cool little dive bar vibes and uh yeah man really cool uh so yeah so uh, going on the road is is tough man you know like it's fun like it's fun like we all drove up together uh and so getting there when we were just riffing and and talking i I guess it's been a while since like the duterman homie bro fellas got together i know it's been a while since uh we've done a podcast because i moved out of the studio and so we're still trying to figure out uh where we're going to record and when we're going to record and all that good stuff to keep the duterman homie bro podcast uh going i mean we're just taking a little little break for right now but uh yeah, man. So going up there, man, and uh, it was about three, three and a half hour drive, three and a half hour away, and uh, fucking having a good time, man. Just laughing and riffing and talking shit, and you know, good old you know road trip vibes. Uh, but then, just the next morning, we stayed out there. You know, we we got a, a hotel. The the uh, Booker paid for the hotel. The owner of the club or owner of the bar got us all hotels and. Uh, took care of us and uh, yeah man this is a really good uh, really good experience um, what did suck is like I had to stay in like a smoking room I didn't know like I mean I guess there's hotels that have to give that option I don't know why people smoke inside uh, like in their apartments or in their house or in their hotel rooms you know uh, that stale smoke uh, it just it may, it never goes away it makes the room stink And then your clothes, you know, whatever you have in there starts smelling like the room, like stale cigarette smoke. And uh, that's the only bad thing that we had was I I had a a, a smoking room. And uh, so the room stunk. And my bag, my clothes, everything that was in there uh, wound up smelling like uh, stale cigarettes, uh, which was gross. But... uh, You know it is what it is. So the next day, driving back the next day, and we're all tired. We're all hungover. We're like, so it was a quiet drive back. You know, Scott's in the back, and Scott has this gift where he could just fall asleep instantly. Like it takes me forever to fall asleep, dude. Like my mind is never ending. My mind, my thoughts don't stop. And so to shut it off and then finally sleep, it's like, it's, it takes a long time. It takes a very long time. I am so jealous of people that can just like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep instantly. Instantly. I was like, dude, do you not think thoughts ever? Like, do your thoughts not keep you awake for a long time? You know, uh, but yeah, apparently he's he's like he's like a little baby. Like any emotion uh soothes him. And so he was asleep the whole time. I mean he we would wake up, he would wake up and whenever we stopped for gas or snacks or potty breaks or whatnot. And then he'd get back on the road and instantly It's like damn dude. And uh even though I was dog ass tired I couldn't I couldn't sleep, you know. It's never safe to, like, leave the driver alone uh, and everybody else sleeping and stuff, uh, you know. But we were absolutely, we were just in silence. I mean, we were listening to the radio, whatever it was going on, you know. But it was just a quiet, quiet drive back. Very different than the drive up. The drive up, we were just nonstop, you know. Just non-stop chit chatting and talking shit and all that. We should have recorded. We should have recorded the podcast on the road. You know that would have made more sense. Had I thought about it, hindsight twenty twenty and all that good stuff. Uh, it would have been a good episode. Uh, would have been a different uh, discussion. You know, obviously we wouldn't have said all the stuff that we said um, if we knew that we were being recorded. But that's neither here nor there or anywhere because we didn't record it so I get back, I get back in town about 3 o'clock 3 o'clock and uh, we'll have to be somewhere at 5 I'll get into that in a little bit, had to be somewhere at 5 and I was just like, so I text the wife I I got my car uh, I'm going to pick up something to eat and come home and uh, so it was good because again, like, I was gone Friday we're back on Saturday uh, didn't get to going to get to see the wife, you know. So come home real quick. We eat. We hang out for a little bit. And then I got to go because the Duterman Homie Bro recorded something for uh, Ken's Five. That's going to be, I guess, released on Tuesday, I believe, um, for Great Day Essay. Uh, Great Day Essay. Uh, They're doing a segment on us about the podcast about comedy and all that good stuff. And uh so yeah, that that'll be fun, man. Uh we're again doing that interview for Great Day SA. Uh Derek uh from Kens 5 uh, is putting it together. He's going to do all the editing and stuff. I'm a little nervous because um I don't I don't remember um a lot of what we said. Hopefully it's not uh, too cheesy. Hopefully it's not that hopefully he has stuff to work with, you know, cause obviously it was like about you know, an hour uh, process and he's going to like edit it down to like a couple minutes or something. Uh, so hopefully he has some stuff to work with. Hopefully he has some good footage, uh, to put together and stuff to help us promote, uh, ourselves as comedians and the podcast, the do man, homie bro podcast. Um, which is so funny, like we're doing this thing uh, right when we're taking a a little break hiatus type of thing um but we'll be back once we figure out the recording situation uh where we're gonna record it and how we're gonna set up and all that stuff uh we'll be we'll be right back with the duty man homie bro uh so be on the lookout for that, and uh what else is there so yeah, so okay, so we get back. We drive in Saturday, I get back to my car at three o'clock, come home uh, to see the wife for a little bit, we eat lunch, um, go to Ken's Five, I mean go to, we record it upstage, go to upstage at five o'clock to do this thing for great day essay, Ken's Five. Um, wrap that up, come back home just to see my wife for maybe 10, 20 minutes because i had to go out to this place called the starlighter uh which is a venue um they were doing this um very 80s emo rock show uh so it was all these bands from san antonio uh doing 80s covers and some people did like some originals and here and there 80s covers and uh the Booker promoter thought it would be a good idea to have to switch it up, you know, change things up. Uh, they wanted a, a comic on the show, and uh, so my homie uh, Zachary De Hoyos, um, he he used to do open mics, and he's he's he still writes and stuff, but um, I guess just busy and all that stuff. So we met with the open mics. We met at the open mics, and so uh, he he set it up, and he got me on the show and stuff. Uh, which was cool it was a it was challenging it was very challenging to be uh, a comedian on a rock show you know because if you've been a rock show you know that you know it's never quiet you know no like people talk throughout the whole time you know and bands don't matter because they're louder than you, regardless. Like, you can't hear your conversation because the band is being so loud. So, you're just going to, instead of not talking, stop talking, you're just going to talk louder. And uh, that's just the vibe. That's just what people do. You know, they hold full conversations while a band is playing, you know, their instrument as loud as possible. You know, that's just what happens. So, to go from, you know, rock band rock band okay now everybody shut up for 20 minutes nobody say anything for 20 minutes because now we have a comedian and uh that's what i was listed on the board the, the bill it was like nine fifteen, comedy and i was like i am comedy uh and I knew I knew going in it was gonna be a shit show. it was gonna be you know a pain in the ass. It was gonna be a bad idea, but I still wanted to do it. you know I still wanted to do it. I wanted want to challenge myself and uh, and a challenge it was a challenge it was because um yeah man, uh, I get on stage and I already. I'm already having trouble getting the mic out of the mic stand. You know, the biggest fear, not my biggest fear, but like what, I, what settles me is when I get the mic out of the mic stand and move the mic stand behind me with no issues. Once I do that, then I'm ready to go, you know. And I haven't yet had any issues getting the mic out of the mic stand, uh, unraveled moving the mic stand going on with the show never have had issues until last night last night i cuz it had one of those goosenecks uh or like boom mic uh mic stands and uh the mic cord was like so thick and it got trapped between one of the the nozzles the nozzles the twisty turny thingies um so I couldn't get the cord from between the mic stand screw and the mic stand itself. Uh, so that took a little while. And I'm trying to like talk to the audience while I'm doing this. I was like, this isn't working. This is, this is a very bad idea. Uh, it took me like maybe 10 seconds. Felt like forever. But uh, finally got it undone. Finally got the cord unraveled and moved the boom stand. You know, Uh, it was weird because the band that was going on after me was setting up before me. Does that make sense? So all their stuff, all their equipment was was plugged in. Their pedals were set up. Everything was set up for them, even though they were going on after me. And so I kind of had to like navigate around, you know, their equipment. You know, I'm standing in front of the drum set um, in between like a keyboard and the the, uh, guitar pedals and. You know but that's what happens when you're the one comedian on a rock show. There's a whole rock show going on. You are the pause in between the rock show that make people you know who were just there for a rock show a little turned off. you know, but um, I had fun, dude. I had fun it It turned out to be a good time, you know it was a rough start. There is one, one, one chick who uh, was talking throughout the first half of my my set, and like she was talking so loud, she was talking so loud, like she she's all I could hear, you know. I, you could like feel when certain areas of the room is quiet, and you could hear when a certain person is being loud. If that makes sense, so I was like, dude, like uh you gotta shut up you gotta shut up all i hear is you talking you know and i get music's a field gig where you could talk and have a conversation while listening to music while listening to the live band and still like be a active participant in both your conversation and an audience member to a live band but you can't do that we can't both be talking and expect both of us to hear what both of us is saying does that make sense so i'm just like you have to shut up you gotta shut up um and uh finally she did she did and uh and I think people appreciate me calling me out calling her out because I mean I I, I could see where she, the direction that she was in I could see the area that she was in and I know that table that was right next to her group that was having the conversation was trying so hard you know to listen to what I was saying you know to be to to be along with the show to go along with the show you know And uh, what's funny is like I show up and there's there's a kid there, and I tell Zach the host he was like emceeing the night. I was like, hey man, I didn't know there was gonna be kids here. Um, You know, I'm not a dirty comic, but when I riff and stuff, I don't know what I'm gonna say until after I say it. You know, you don't know a joke's funny or you don't know if anything you say is funny until somebody laughs, and then you realize like, oh, that that is a proper joke. That is, you know, the intent that I meant to have when I said these words together, and because it was an '80s themed show, I wasn't going. I was gonna riff on like '80s movies, you know, and why we can't make those type of movies today. Um, but it was a riff that I've never done before. I only like kind of plea. I picked out three movies that I was gonna riff about, you know, uh, Soul Man, uh, with with uh, C. Thomas Howe. Uh, I think that's his name. Um what else? Oh, Howard the Duck. It's gonna riff on that and why we couldn't make that movie today. Uh it, it, these are still good movies, I'm just saying. Uh I mean problematic for sure, but uh still funny that like man, this is the kind of stuff that we got away with in the eighties that uh for good reason, bad reason, whatever reasons, you couldn't do that today. Um, and this woke PC coacher and, uh, oh, and Zapped. I was going to riff on Zapped and uh, go all hardcore about, you know, whatever. But because I saw a kid in the audience, I was like, well, I'm just going to stick to the script because uh, I know I don't say anything too bad. Um, and so I was mentioned because Zach went to them and said, like, are you okay with cussing? And they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, we're fine, Yeah. Our kid doesn't give a shit, you know, whatever. Um, But it was still fun, man. Uh, It was kind of a challenge. Would I do that on a normal basis? Um, Maybe, you know. It didn't go that bad. I I thought it was going to be worse than what it was. Um, What sucks is, like, I felt like a lot of people were were fucking with it and were, were digging it. And so it could have been. I should have like hung up, hung, hung out afterwards, and like just like mingled and tried to sell some stickers and promote. Like, hey, follow me on this, you know, so you know when this happens. And I talked to a couple people. Like, a couple people was like, "Man, I've never seen live comedy before. That was pretty fun, you know. I've seen it on TV, seen it on YouTube, um, but I've never. That was my first time seeing live comedy. Thank you know that was." Pretty cool. Where are you on you, YouTube or whatever? And I'll give him a sticker. And uh, so, yeah, it could have been more beneficial for me if I, like, stuck around and, and hung out. But, again, like, I wanted to come home because I barely got to see my wife. You know, I wanted to come home as soon as like, I could. So I hung out for, like, maybe, like, a you know, 10, 15 minutes after my set. Uh, talked to a couple people. So thanks. You know, everybody's like, good set. Good stuff. I was like, oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, glad you like it and uh, and then I took off came to pick up the wife and then we went to a bar to go watch the uh, the Jake Paul fight uh, and uh, hang out and stuff you know uh, cause regardless of what you what I say on stage about you know my wife this my wife that my wife this I we really enjoy uh, the each other's company <laughs> you know um well i I felt i felt bad and i wanted to talk about this a little bit much this one's going to be this podcast is going to be a little bit long i guess but uh thank you for listening and all that stuff but okay so um after my headlining set that was like the first time that a lot of my family and my wife's family have seen me on stage have heard you know these jokes and all that stuff and again, I make jokes about like the wife this, the wife that, me and the wife this, me and the wife that, you know, whatever. But um, my my wife that night of the LOL show, my headlining show, she had people go up like, "Hey, are, are you okay? Are you okay with this? You know, uh, you know, are you are you all right? Does that hurt your feelings?" And my wife's my my wife's in on it. You know, she knows it's all for jokes. She's helped me write. Some of these jokes, you know, like she gets it. It's not like I'm saying anything that she doesn't hasn't heard, you know, and although it's, it's, it's confusing because although I never felt more connected to people until I started doing comedy, everything that I see on stage, it's like 60 40 reality, you know, like I'm not going to let the truth get in the way of a good joke. So I might embellish a little bit or I might, you know, say something that isn't 100% facts to make the joke, to make the situation funny, you know. So it's, it's it could be confusing, confusing because although I do say a lot of things on stage that do reveal things about me and kind of things that I would like to, you know, I kind of like tell people about me a lot of it is all made for the funny if that makes sense you know what I mean Uh, so I mean the things with the wife and I it's not as bad as I make it sound has it been rough sometimes yes have we had issues before in our marriage yes are we doing good now yes Do I still talk about the bad times and poke fun about the bad times and poke fun about this, that, the other, the part of the marriages and stuff, uh, marriage issues or, you know, I poke fun at that stuff because I find it funny to poke fun at these things, you know, it's weird because like like there's there's some comics that are very revealing of who they are they're telling their story and you get to reveal a lot of them and then there's some comics that you that they don't re- you don't know anything personal about them you know they're just there writing jokes they're just there you know riffing this that the other all that good stuff and uh you know and y- you don't you don't take anything away from them learning anything about them. But you still enjoy their jokes. You know? With with me, it's like... It's, it's a little... Um, like I'm telling a story about myself, but also I am just writing jokes. I'm just talking about jokes um, that may be based off of certain things or situations or... Discussions or arguments, you know, but um and it, it it's weird it's it's a weird thing a weird balance to like you know because although I'm like I am revealing a lot of myself, I still uh, mask it under jokes type of things uh, if that all makes sense, so I say this just to say that uh sixty forty reality in my jokes don't take anything too serious don't think don't take anything too literal literal and uh just laugh along with it man I'm, I'm up there to have a good time i'm up there to make light of dark situations i'm up there because and just saying things because i think they're funny and uh i'm trying to have a good time so yeah man take everything i say on stage with a grain of salt and, uh, just laugh. Don't, 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 uh, dissect it too much. Because you might be, uh, you might get the story all wrong. You know? Don't let, the, don't let the truth get in the way of a good joke. Um, but yeah, man. So, uh, that's it for this week's, uh, Pat out of Hell. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe uh, on the Spotify and then go to the YouTube page and subscribe to the Baba Code Accord YouTube page uh, and then follow me on all the socials I'm not, I've, I'm not doing Twitter anymore Twitter changed it to an X and just visually I didn't like that so I just uninstalled it from my phone so I'm not on Twitter anymore so just Facebook, Instagram sometimes TikTok not really TikTok but all that stuff you can find at your homie Pat. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, come check out a show or keep uh, vibing with the podcast. And uh, check out Deuterman Homie Bro and uh, watch Great Day Essay on Tuesday. And see if you see me out there being all cheesy. Um, all right, man. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I'll check you next time. All right, Peace. <laughs>